Alright, this is the Fantasy Charger, and we're here with Sleeper Saturday. This is Seval. I'm Justin. And today we're just going to talk about a bunch of sleepers that uh, we like trying to help you guys target throughout the draft. People get, that get overlooked, and uh, let's just get right into it. Justin, who's your guy? Um, Alright, just before we start, I just wanted to uh, tell you guys that how, our, you know, how we're going to uh, show out our sleepers. Um, Basically, we have three top sleepers that we believe that could have a big chance to break out in 2020. Um, and we're just going to go like a snake and um, find our statistics, our uh, you know our own opinions. And then after we post, you guys debate and let us know what you think. Um, but for me, number one. All right, guys. Um, I was uh, I, I didn't really know this guy. He seemed like a no-name in the beginning of the season. Um, but my run my uh, first sleeper is Raheem Mostert. Ooh. Um, I really enjoyed... Raheem Mostert towards the end of the season, only for the fact that he had a lot of TD production and he showed a lot of promise in the playoffs. All right. But in 2019, he started off slow because, you know, it's still a running back committee in that offense. And but when week 12 hit, he finally started to get his uh, his carries. He uh, he had 13 in week 12, but then week 13 against Baltimore, which is a pretty decent defense. I'm not going to lie. He had 19 attempts for 146 yards and one touchdown, and he scored about 22 points. So after that, they started feeding him double-digit carries, and I maybe that's because of the fact that Tevin Coleman and, you know, Jarek McKinnon didn't play all year, but, you know, I still believe that even with a healthy Jarek McKinnon and a healthy Tevin Coleman, Raheem Mostert is going to be one of those main backs. He's he's just different. Um, to uh, when, I looked at, when I was looking at Raheem Mostert, I found out that uh, – he uh he hit the twenty plus mile per hour uh mark on four rushes last season, putting him in elite company company among all types of ball carriers, and only seven players reached that benchmark. Um, basically, with all his total carries, he ma- he averaged a maximum of thirteen point seventy five mile per hour on uh on his touches in two thousand nineteen, which is the highest mark among all running backs in the NFL with a minimum of a hundred touches. So and. You know, you saw that during, you know, in Green Bay. Uh, when I looked at, when I was looking at Mostert, he did, he uh, he put up crazy numbers in that uh, in that Green Bay game yeah, the in the playoffs, the conference championship, exactly. Um, twenty nine attempts. They fed him. They fed him twenty nine times. I mean, yeah, him. they were up by a lot, but they fed him. He was him. eating. He was eating, and he put up 220, 220 yards. He averaged seven point six yards per carry. And he scored four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. He was and the talk of that game. You got the game ball. Definitely. Now, now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, I'm not like only impressed with that game. I'm also impressed for what happened the next game. I was really ex- uh, excited that the fact that even in the Chiefs, you know, against the Chiefs, he was still able to get into the end zone. That shows that the you know the 49ers have a lot of faith in Mostert to get them points during the season. 12 car- 12 attempts for 58 yards, 5 yards per carry and a touchdown in the Super Bowl. That's a main event, you know. That is the event for the NFL and that's what every NFL player dreams for. And you know, you can get really nervous as, you know, a new NFL player who doesn't have a lot of recognition till late in the season. And look what he was able to do. He still was able to perform well. And that's why I really believe that in fantasy, Raheem Mostert could be that guy. He could be posting up at least, you know, maybe 1,100 yards, maybe eight touchdowns with if he gets his uh, his given workload. Like I said, it's still a running back committee. 
but I really enjoy seeing what he did last season, and I think he could do better this season. So that's what I really, I really like that. It's a, uh, it's my guy, and uh, Mostert uh, could be a big sleeper this season. I love Raheem Mostert. Uh, in that Kyle Shanahan offense, they had like they had a, like a three-headed dragon last year with him, Breida, and Coleman. Yeah, but now Breida's gone, so yeah, that really man. helps out Mostert's you know stake at being you know the running back one in that position. So I'm can't wait. I'm, I'm actually really excited to just see what he could be able to do. Um, by the way, uh, Raheem Mostert is going uh, running back three, and uh, uh, usually he could be your flex in the usually a flex. Or if you really trust him and you you didn't get a running back too, um, you could take a bet on him. I'm, I'm I, I won't I won't deny it that. How I view him as like a fantasy perspective on where you should draft him. Like I see him most like as a flex. But like the only yeah. the only the only reason why he could be a two is if you just stack your receivers early. Maybe you took like Michael Thomas and then went back to back on a receiver or mm-hmm. something. Maybe you have three receivers so far. You only have one running back and it's like, and five, it's to, like the fifth, got, sixth you, round. And you, and you gotta, gotta get draft a running, the running back, back, back before you start getting into the backups. Yeah, man, yeah. just take Raheem Mostert there. He had eight rushing touchdowns last year. I mean, he's still, and I also believe that, not. I understand that he doesn't get many like, uh, you know, catches and, you know, receiving yards, but... Um, Tevin Coleman's not going to be the only one on that field that can catch the ball. I think Mahoster is going to be used in that position to catch screens, and maybe we'll see a different side of Mostert this season. Listen, we don't know about him all out. We only know him for about, like, six weeks and playoffs. So I'm excited to see if we get to see a full season out of Mostert. He's got some story, too, man. Uh, he's cut by seven teams. Yeah, if, it's ridiculous how many how many teams, you know, overlooked him and then... Look what he did on the 49ers. As soon as he got into the right system, he was able to perform. I swear, guys, I had no clue who Raheem Mostert I remember when I saw his name pop up on the screen, I was like, who is this guy? They have Tevin Coleman. I was a huge Jet McKinnon fan. He got hurried toward ACL. Then Tevin Coleman went down. And then Raheem Mostert out of nowhere. And boom, I love him. It's funny you say that. Um, yeah, uh... Not even people who, like, tune in for football that much. Oh, they're going to watch the conference championship game. Who's this Moster guy? Yeah, exactly. Taking over the game, bro. Like, you said 220 yards, four touchdowns. No one expected a game out of that. Crazy. Especially against Green Bay in the playoffs. That's that's a different team, and they did not perform well. I'm sorry. I like Moster this year. I think he's going to be pretty solid. All right, I'm going to go after my first guy for my Sleeper Saturday, and it is my boy Deontay Johnson, Juice Johnson. Very respectable, Chris. Uh, Very respectable. He's my boy. I'm a Steelers fan. And he's looked at as the wide receiver two on the Steelers this year, uh, complimenting Juju Smith-Schuster. Mm-hmm. He finished uh, wide receiver 40 last year, and uh, he had 59 catches, 680 yards, and five touchdowns, which is solid for a rookie year, to be honest. He had some boom weeks uh, with uh, the split quarterback of Mason Rudolph and, and Duck, Duck Hodges. Hodges. Yep. Uh Week week eight, he had five catches, eighty four yards, and a touchdown against Miami. Nineteen fantasy points. Week fourteen, he racked up six catches for sixty yards and a touchdown and a punt return in that game. Yeah, I like how they can use him in special teams. So yeah, that he, can made, really... he made the Pro Bowl as a punt returner. Yeah, exactly. So it, that'll really help with fantasy wise if you're really looking for, uh, I guess, like wide receiver four status, wide receiver five. Yeah, yeah. It depends how you build your team. He's 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 going like. Uh, 10 to 12 ADP, depending if he slips or not. People don't know about him or anything. But, yeah, uh, 
capable of those boom games. Another one was against uh, the Jets. Eight catches, 81 yards, and a touchdown, 22 points. He was pretty solid, and uh, they didn't even have Ben Roethlisberger. Now we got Big Ben back, and uh, the last time Ben played a full season, the two receivers were Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Now, obviously, the tables have turned. A.B. went crazy, and uh, he's out <laughs> of the league now. Juju Smith-Schuster is the one. But if we if if we take a flashback to 2018, uh, do you want to hear the receiving stats for both of the guys? Yeah, Big sure. I, I remember A.B. had a really good season. A.B. had a really good and season. And what Juju put up? 14, Juju had more 14, receptions 14, and yards. With yeah, him, yeah. Though. That was his breakout year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so Antonio Brown had 104 receptions, uh, 1297 yards, and 15 touchdowns, A.B. Oh, yeah. that I, I had him in my league. Don't worry about it. I know. Yeah. But Juju as the two, and this is why I'm saying this, because Deontay is the two now mm-hmm. with Ben Roethlisberger. And Juju had 111 catches, which was more than A.B., 14, 100 yards, right? 1,400 yards and how many with A.B. How and many seven touchdowns. Wow, that's a, still a really good season. So, so, I mean, maybe we can expect Juju to be the one in that scenario this yeah. year and Deontay to maybe put up the same amount of points that Juju did in his breakout year. Deontay, I actually could totally man. That's kind of cra- that's kind of crazy though. Yeah. Fourteen hundred yards for Deontay Johnson. If we see that this year, man, Chris, I don't know. Chris Chris called it, not me. That, hey, that, I, that's crazy. I'm not. I'm not gonna set the bar that high for him. I would like to see like nine hundred yards, a thousand yards. That would be very respectable. Oh, I just yeah, want him easily. to make plays for my team, but I want him to make plays for your fantasy team. This is why we're having this. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to have a much improved season with Ben Roethlisberger back. He's a two now. I think he's a flex with upside. Do you believe that Chase Claypool could take his spot, though? Uh, I feel like he's going to get in the rotation, but I feel like him and Washington, I feel like he's going to take James Washington's spot, not Deontay Johnson's spot. I think they loved Deontay Johnson last year. I think he's more of the two. Mm-hmm. Claypool's a rookie. He already had a year under his belt, Deontay. We really don't know. I like Claypool, As a Steelers though. fan, I've seen everything. I really love Deontay Johnson. Like... I just love how he plays. He he's got amazing route running. He was making plays against Tre'Davious White uh, when they played the Bills. Mm-hmm. That really caught my eye, and yeah, I saw a lot like in the return game with him. And there's a lot to like. Yeah, I I, I consider him. I consider him he's maybe nice. a flex in a twelve man league. Like uh, yeah, a, like but maybe. I think I think he's a solid bench player with Definitely. a ton of upside this year. That is my evaluation on Deontay Johnson. I think, any, any anything else with him? Um, I really, I'm not a, I don't, I don't really know that much about Deontay. I do know that he was, you know, he had a progressive type of year as a rookie. Um, even with two bad quarterbacks, um, he was still able to perform pretty well. Um, he wasn't really a crazy fantasy. You know, he wasn't as consistent as receivers in mm-hmm. our league, but he, like uh, Chris said, he has some boom winks and. Um, I kind of I kind of enjoy watching him. I like his frame. I like you know where he went to college. Um, Toledo. Toledo. He I had, mean, I I, I liked watching his tape uh, before his draft before his draft started. Um, sorry guys, that was my ESPN ranking um, going up. Uh, basically, I like how like in big games that uh, like against like Miami, five receptions, eighty four yards, and a touchdown, nineteen points. I mean. That's pretty good. And, you know, this series projected almost 800 yards and about five touchdowns. As a sleeper, though, for Chris, I believe that there's a chance that if he's right, you know, he could be posting 1,000 yards, you know, 60 receptions again and maybe seven touchdowns, like a type of juju year. You never know. Yeah. So I, I like that. Um, 
So I'm going to swing it to my second uh, sleeper this year. Um, I'm going uh, I'm going a rookie. I'm going I'm going to go rookie second. And then okay. I got I got another guy right afterwards. But I really want to talk about this uh, about You're him. Excited, I see. I love him. Um, I'm a I'm a huge fan. Um, he just got drafted to the Vikings. Um, he's a new wide receiver. Um, he take he's taking Stephon Diggs. He is his replacement. His name is Justin Jefferson. Now, Justin Jefferson at LSU posted up to close to I'm pretty sure he had 1,800 yards. No, sorry about like I think it was like 1,600 yards in like. 18 touchdowns he he uh tied with jamar chase who's coming out next year for uh league lead and touchdowns and um i really do feel that you know they could they could perform well with justin jefferson and kirk cousins i think that connection could be good because you know you have adam thielen on the other side who's you know 30 years old and you know he still has back problems um uh he also led the FBS last year in 111 uh, receptions and finished second. In, oh, sorry, second in the nation with 18 touchdowns and he totaled 1,500 yards. So around that, but he also averaged 13, 13.9 yards per catch in college. I mean, I love Jefferson, but there is also a chance that he can have some down weeks, some low volume weeks. Um, but being the two, you know, that's gonna help out a lot because the Vikings come out and you know, two tight end, two wide receiver formations. They like to feed Dalvin Cook. They love to throw, they love to like, you know, uh, bring Alexander Madison in the mix. Yeah. You know, Irv Smith Jr. could be a breakout candidate this year. Um, but, you know, if Kirk Cousins likes Justin Jefferson and sees what he could do with his athletic, good catching, you know, frame, I mean, he could be really good for fantasy. I, I'm, I like him. I see him as a wide receiver four right now. You know, someone you wide receiver four, wide receiver five, you could put on the bench, stash him, see what he can do in his first couple of weeks. If he doesn't break out in his first couple of weeks, keep waiting. Don't trade him yet. I really do feel he can have really good trade value towards the end of the season. Um, he's, I think he's gonna have some boom weeks like Stefan Diggs did. Like, like I said, Stefan Diggs wasn't so inconsistent incons- uh, during games, but you know, he still had those boom weeks where he got like 135 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, there's a chance that with Jefferson. He's 6'1". I mean, he's still, like, you know, he's a good receiver. He's going to be playing against, um, you know, cornerbacks in the league that, you know, I guarantee he could probably uh, beat off uh, coverage. Um, he's very good at battling for 50-50 balls, and that's very big. In fantasy, you want them to go up and catch the ball so you can get that reception, you can get those yards, so your points uh, tally up. And um, I just feel that he's just, you know, his ADP is, like, around 151. So, I mean... You could really look at him towards the later rounds, and really, you might have a star in the making, and you don't know it yet. So, um, I really do believe that you should take a chance on Justin Jefferson. Um, if he's worth a first-round pick, he's worth looking at fantasy, and he is considered a sleeper, a sleeper breakout candidate, in my opinion. So, how do you feel about Justin Jefferson? I like Justin Jefferson. You obviously love Justin Jefferson. You're probably like hard as fuck right now after talking about him for that long. Nah, man. I <laughs> he was literally he shares my name. I love that, and I just really, I he was my favorite wide receiver at LSU. I like Jamar Chase. I I like uh, Terrace Marshall, but Justin Jefferson really showed me when he scored four touchdowns. I was. I was literally, it was unbelievable because the fact that he, you know, he has speed too. He's not slow. I, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure what he ran into the 4-4, 4-4-5, something like that. I mean, he was fast and I think he's going to do very well. And he wears number 18, by the way. So it's going to be pretty cool. 
Hmm. So about Justin Jefferson, I think he's gonna be very good, like in his rookie year. I don't see the consistency with him. Yeah, I, I feel that. like he might have like a boom week first, like three weeks maybe, and then like slow down. So a you little think he's gonna be like a Marquise games. Brown type of thing? Possibly, yeah. And, but I feel like he's gonna pick up during the season. The uh, the Vikings are run first offense with mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook and Madison, and uh, yeah, uh, he was the fifth receiver taken in that draft. It was a loaded receiver class. He's from LSU, played with Joe Burrow. Like he's he's used to winning. He hopefully, he helps the Vikings win some games. He and I hope hopefully like he's gonna win you guys some games if you guys take him in like the thirteenth, fourteenth round, or maybe even the waiver wire. Like yeah, first few he, weeks. he could he could easily honestly he can he can end up on free agency before week one starts. But I've seen you know ADP is around one fifty one, so later rounds people are looking at to stash him like CD Lamb, like Jerry Judy, same thing. Yeah, um, I feel like he's in the one thirties, the one forties on the so. top two hundred. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, uh, some people don't even know about him. Some people only know about like Judy. Some people only know about Rugs. People only know about CDM. We have no clue what's going to happen, and I'm very excited to just see the potential that Justin Jefferson can do on the Vikings. I think it's a really good fit for him. I really do. Stefan Diggs is gone. He takes that role. I think that he's going to play a better role than Diggs ever had. So, uh, I don't know about that. Diggs, Diggs was good for them. Uh, I feel like the Why? Tar- because he had the he had the, he had the the miracle. The miracle. I mean, other than that, something. other than that, it was really feeling. Thielen, yeah, you know, posting his Diggs seven games of 100 yards. I mean, I don't see Thielen doing that again. So, I mean, I'm, I'm a I like I said, I, I wasn't big I on Adam Thielen. I'm not big on Adam Thielen at all. I said that in the wide receiver rankings. I think Jefferson could match him. Diggs had a better well. year than Thielen last year, but because it's because Thielen, Thielen had injuries. Hurt, yeah. yeah. Diggs also had like 60 catches. Uh, I feel like Justin Jefferson could have like 50. Yeah, he can have around 50, 60 catches. Like, he's a very good, he's very good with his hands. He has very good hands, so. I uh, could see like four or five touchdowns. I could be wrong about that. He could be really good, but I could see five touchdowns. If he's not, four or five if he doesn't break out, I think I could see about, you know, 700 yards, about 50 catches, and about like four or five touchdowns, so. Yeah. If he breaks out, though, watch out. I feel like, uh, He'll be okay with the targets because Thielen's obviously the go-to. And they also have first. two solid tight ends. Yeah, Rudolph and Rube. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like him. That's a good number two. Mm-hmm. But I like my number two. And I feel I like I should have talked about him more, maybe making my top ten running back rankings, you know, like two days ago when we posted it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I like this man a lot. He's going... Second, third round in drafts, and his name is Miles Sanders of the Philadelphia Eagles. I know you're not a fan of him, but I saw a lot from him last year. Uh, he took a while to fully get like the 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 uh, like the workhorse role. Like it was a slow first eight games, and then he started to pick up. Against the Buffalo Bills, he had 22 points with uh, three carries, 74 yards, and a touchdown. See, I told you it was a tough eight weeks. That was week eight. He had three carries that game. but um, Can I interrupt real quick? No, I want to keep going about him. Okay. Sorry. I just want to say something about Miles Sanders. 
I, I want to keep going. So, okay. week 13, he had uh, 83 yards on 17 carries, 21 points. He is a X factor in the receiving game for that team. He finished with 50 catches, to, believe it or not, and 500 receiving yards. Finished with eight, 818 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns. And uh, I really like Miles Sanders this year. He was uh, running back 15. He finished higher than Josh Jacobs did. Josh Jacobs missed three games, but he still finished uh, six spots higher than him. So he was the, the, the technically the top rookie running back last year for fantasy. And I really like Miles Sanders this year. Like, Wentz is going to target him. They're going to feed him the ball. Doug Peterson's a great coach. It's a stacked offense. They have a great O-line. And uh, I really like Miles Sanders this year. And I know you don't, so get into uh, that. Can I... So, um, basically with Miles Sanders, uh, I really need him, if he wants to break out, he has to get, you know, his carries. He has to be the workout horseback, you know. Boston Scott, they might still use him. Corey Clement's there, they may still use him too. Now, I see Miles Sanders posting up probably the same amount of numbers this year. I don't. I think he's gonna have some off games. Um, I don't really know exactly how that Eagles offense is gonna use him. I mean, Carson Wentz likes to sling the ball, but it, he is a shifty back. I watched him at Penn State. He is a shifty back. He took over for Saquon Barkley's uh, role in that scenario. But um, I really don't know fantasy wise if he's gonna come crazy. PPR standards maybe if he does post up fifty catches again. Um, if not, like you could have more. if not, I don't see him doing a lot in the run game. Only for the fact that, you know, that Eagles O-line is, you know, it's getting hurt. You know, they're, you know Jason Peters is not always healthy. They got Kelsey. They got, they just uh, drafted, and then they have just draft a, a recent O-lineman. I forgot his name, but uh, we'll see. Uh, like, I'm not big on Miles Sanders yet. They got a good O-line, bro. I'm not a big Eagles fan, so I don't really like a lot of Eagles players. So maybe that calls me biased, but from what I've seen in fantasy last year, not a lot of Eagles players put out crazy numbers. Well, he finished top 15, and he barely played half the season. He was working his way onto the field. He's going to be really good this year. They didn't start giving him more than double-digit carries till week nine, so yeah, I guess they have, tough, tr- tough they, have, they have trust in him. But I don't know. We'll see. But look, look at his ending of his of the of the week. I mean, I mean the end of the season. Miami, New York. Tell me about that big game. Washington. Tell me about that big game right there. What? Week fifteen. I don't care. He's versing Washington. Okay. He's gonna face Washington twice this year, and Chase Young and is people probably are, gonna people be are a gonna problem. have him in fantasy. Chase Young's probably gonna be a problem for Miles Sanders this year. We'll see about that. And then he versed Dallas, and then he versed New York Giants. He finished the last five weeks against the mid to bottom tier teams in the league. Now against Seattle, New England, eleven for thirty eight, twelve for sixty three. Chicago, ten for forty two. I want to see his strength of schedule. I don't know what it's going to look like this year. I don't know if the Eagles have a hard schedule or an easy schedule. But if he has an easy schedule, maybe Miles Sanders could break out. If he has a tough schedule, I don't think it's, I don't think so. What I see for Miles Sanders this year is uh, 1,050 yards, uh, 600 yards receiving. I think it's going to be a really good season. He had 35 points against uh, Washington at the end of the season. 
He had six catches for 50 yards and a touchdown while also having 19 carries for 122 yards and a touchdown. Finish strong. That's that's uh, that's semis right there. And that's what I like about Miles Sanders. Uh, what about you, bro? Um, I basically said all I wanted to say about Miles Sanders. Um, we'll see during the season. That's all I can say. Um, right now, I want to introduce my third sleeper. Um, I believe that he is going to have a crazy season. I honestly think he's going to be very good for the Seahawks, and that's DK Metcalf. Um, he's not wide receiver one. Tyler Lockett, you know, he claimed his position to be a wide receiver one on that team. But DK is a really good wide receiver too. Um, this year, as a rookie, um, he posted about 900 yards and I think he had about seven touchdowns. I'm gonna make sure. I think he had seven. Yeah. I'm pr I'm pretty sure he had seven. Um, yeah, he had about he had about sixty receptions, nine hundred yards, and seven touchdowns. That's only regular season. I mean, he was in the playoffs and he had one crazy hell of a game. I mean, when he versed the Eagles, he put up seven catches, one hundred and sixty yards, and one touchdown. And you know, when I watched that game. And he was making those types of catches. I I was literally I was unbelievable. He reminded me of you know, you know that type of like Megatron type role yeah, for the yeah, Seahawks. He was making you know? those jump balls. He's going to grabbing those jump balls. <laughs> I mean, he played like a tight end at a wide receiver position. Yeah, he's jumping uh, jumping that, up yeah. for that. You know, he's huge. I, I mean, I I can't I can't deny that twenty two point nine yards um a per catch in that game. You know, and Next game after that, even though they lost, they played Green Bay, and four catches and 59 yards. So you can tell that Russell Wilson is definitely looking at DK Metcalf, and he wants to target him. I mean, to end the season, he put up double-digit numbers in about three of the four weeks. He didn't play in, in week 16, so actually in the four straight weeks, he caught about almost six catches each game. And he might have not gotten on many touchdowns uh, this year, but I think... Because if Tyler Lockett, let's say Tyler Lockett goes down, right? DK's the one, and he'll play like the one. It's not like he's just going to give up and, you know, play like a wide receiver two role. He's going to step up, and he's going to be that receiver for Russell Wilson. And Russell Wilson is going to use him. Now, if Tyler Lockett, let's say Tyler Lockett stays healthy the entire year, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that when Tyler Lockett's going to be the only, you know, receiver that he could throw to. DK Metcalf is right now wide, re wide receiver four status. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Very I'm, solid. I'm okay. I'm okay receiver. with. I'm okay with taking uh, uh, DK Metcalf with my first bench pick. I'm totally okay with that because if I have like two receivers or three receivers, I'm really happy about, and then they have like uh, the the buys get messed up. I'm totally cool with putting DK in and subbing me in easily. Yeah. Um, one thing I uh, I like about uh, DK Metcalf is, um, hold on. Uh, I was I was I'm looking at something right now that has to do with DK. Um, he also like Jefferson. He wins those uh, 50 50 balls. He's gonna go up and get them, and that's gonna help a lot for fantasy. I keep saying it. Um, he's just a really you know he's a really decent wide receiver. He you know he puts up good numbers. Um, I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do. In that offense, I mean that offense is a very high powered offense. I mean even though they have their running backs. Russell Wilson likes to throw the ball. And let's say Tyler Lockett's being locked down. Let's say he has playing against a really good cornerback one, like Marshawn Lattimore, Marcus Peters, something like that. You know, they got DK Metcalf right there at the wide receiver two position. 
got to go make those plays. And he's fast. DK is fast, and everybody slept on him during the draft, and the Seahawks got a steal. And now he's showing his worth. He was position ranked 32 last year, but he was 94% rostered in all leagues. Don't sleep on DK this year. He's a big chance to break out and, you know, maybe take Ty Lockett's spot. You never know. But I'm really ex- excited to see how he's going to do. I mean, he played 83% of Seattle snaps last se- season and was uh, was responsible for 30% of the team's air yards. That's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. And that could e- those percentages could even go up next season. So if you want DK, go get him. That's all I got to say about DK. I love DK Metcalf, bro. I was watching that boring-ass Philadelphia Eagles versus Seattle Seahawks <laughs> wildcard game. And this kid put on a show. It really looked like he, he was, was really the he, only. He, he was looked really, like he was the wide receiver one. Exactly. He was really the only person that like really showed out in that playoff game for Russell. Yeah, it gave, I, I didn't see anyone else put up crazy numbers. It gave me like a glimpse of what we could see in the future, and um, like yeah, that game was like super boring, bro. It was uh, Josh McCown versus Russell Wilson. That was, like, obviously, obviously we knew the Seahawks were going to win. Yeah. yeah, I saw DK make this crazy catch in the fourth quarter to ice the game. And he finished with, like, 160 receiving yards, right? Mm-hmm. Should have had two touchdowns that game. I was watching that shit. But, yeah, he had a great season last year. He was position ranked 32. And I could just see I could just see him doing even better than last year. I could see the yards being close to the same. I don't think he cracks 100. A uh, thousand? A thousand, mean? yeah. Sorry. I think he could get a, like, I was about 900 to, to a thousand range still. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, yeah. I think his touchdowns go up. I though. think the receptions go up. I think and, his, and the touchdowns. I think his gonna, touchdowns go like you know. I think maybe instead of seven, he maybe gets into the double digits around ten. I think nine or ten. I think. I him. think yeah. My my prediction. It's a full for season him. for DK, and he wasn't really yeah. the, you know he wasn't really uh, something that Russell used in the beginning of the season because he had Tyre Lockett. Now he has both of them, so he gets to pick his poison. Yeah, this is my pick on Metcalf's like twenty twenty stats. I feel like all right. So he had fifty eight receptions last year. I see like, uh, like. 57 i mean 60 67 is is pretty pretty good uh i see like 900 yards again something like that and then eight or nine touchdowns like like just a little improvement do you think he outplays tyler uh i'm gonna say no it's but respectable. He's gonna make a lot of I good just plays. Think that, I just Metcalf's a beast. I just think DK, yeah, like <clears throat> DK is a beast. He he plays like a monster. He he honestly has pretty good hands. The only thing that you know you can you know red flag on DK is you know his route running is not crazy. He's gonna go up for those jump balls though. So in the red zone that can help a lot. Love DK Metcalf. I like I, I like your picks so far, bro. I I do too. I'm just not you know I still have to see on Miles Sanders. I mean you guys, if you want you, you guys want to you think Michael uh, Miles Sanders is gonna do well, <laughs> you know I guess draft him. I'm I might be biased, but I just right now I don't see something going for him. I just have to wait. I guess two opposite sides on on the Miles Sanders thing. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I feel like it's a Giants fan on you, but we're not gonna talk about I, him any longer. All right, I'm going to go into my third guy, and he is a sort of like an older receiver. He, he like, just turned 30, and uh, he plays for the Indianapolis Colts. He's getting a lot of—he's he's being very overlooked, to be honest, I think. because of his injuries. He is Mr. T.Y. Hilton, and um, he, fin- he, he played 10 games last year. He finished with uh, 45 receptions, uh, 501 yards, and five touchdowns. 
But back in uh, 2018, he had uh, 76 receptions, which is 30 more than what I just said. Mm-hmm. And uh, 12, uh, t- uh, 1,270 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, T.Y. That was, was just a year before. Like, like, T.Y. used to be one of the happened. best wide receivers in the league, especially for fantasy. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I feel like even if he stayed healthy the whole year, he would have had... Not 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 as good as twenty eighteen, but it's I think like that's, that's just because of the quarterback. He had a great connection with Andrew Luck, and now they got Philip Rivers, man. Going back to that veteran quarterback, veteran wide receiver <clears throat> type thing. Philip Rivers loves to air the ball out. T. Y. Hilton just knows how to get past people. I feel like, like like I'm not really targeting him in my like like the mocks that I do, but I feel like he's a strong flex. I feel like he's a strong flex. More T. for Hillen. me. T.Y. Hilton. Honestly, guys, T.Y., you know, you, you, I, I don't know with T.Y., honestly. That that injury bug scares me. And even as – I don't really trust him as my flex. I do, however, trust him if he's in, like, you want to bench spot him. Like, if you need to stash T.Y. as, like, one of your first bench picks, totally okay with that. Because what if he breaks out and he's just, you know, he's back to being T.Y. Hilton. But as your flex, you're relying on him to start week one. I'm not. I'm not ready for him to start week one yet. I need to see how he does coming off injury and performing with Phillip Rivers in that new connection. He didn't have um, the best year last year, right? No, he got injured. His first three weeks were pretty strong, though. He had 28 points, 14 points, and then 20 points. His first three weeks last year. That's what you need to. That's what we, you know. You need to look at. You, yeah, that's I what mean, you gotta consider. I mean, it it depends. It's all really depends if he stays healthy. I if he doesn't stay healthy, he's not gonna have a good year. If he stays healthy, there's a chance. I I just don't know. I'm not trusting it week one yet. In the first like uh, five games that he played last year, he was uh, wide receiver thirteen, and then he got uh, hurt, missed another three, and then played against Houston, missed another two, and then he played the last three games of the season. So he'll be ready to go this year with a whole new look of an offense with Philip Rivers. It was a very inconsistent year, but I think that, I think the I like I like the 2018 Ty Hillen. If we could see that 2018 Ty Hillen, he is a great value pick. He is in the 45 to 50 range in drafts. So that's you're, you're talking uh, wide receiver two right there, or wide receiver uh, or flex. I see him as a very strong flex and a uh, fringe wide receiver two, just because of those injuries, but. I love T.Y. Hilton. Like, I've, I've always liked T.Y. Hilton. It just sucks that uh, he had that bad year last year. I feel like he'd be ranked a lot higher if he had a good year. Yep, but he Like, didn't. he was very reliable, like, before last year when he started to get hurt. And, like, fantasy owners last year obviously have a bad taste in their mouth from what they saw, what they had to deal with the whole year. Like... Like, probably drafted him as a two again, like, last year. Maybe some people took him as a one after the good 2018 season if they had, like, a lot of good running backs. I remember T.Y. And then imagine, re- imagine, t- imagine drafting a wide receiver one or two and then ending up having to put on your bench for half the year almost. Like, it's tragic. All right, go on. <clears throat> I, rem- I believe the T.Y. was, you know, he was looked at as, like, a really good receiver for fantasy last year when drafts came you know when people were drafting on draft day ty hilton was one of those receivers that people wanted because they you know they expected him to have a good season andrew luck retired jacoby Brissett started then he got hurt the season wasn't that good so it's a new outlook this year for the colts um 
One thing I'm a little scared about is how the Colts are going to run their offense. They have T.Y. They have a new wide receiver in rookie Michael Pittman, who I think can, you know he could be good eventually. Um, but, you know, it looks like they're turning out to be like some sort of 49ers type running back committee type thing. They want they got Jonathan Taylor now. They just mm-hmm. they drafted Jonathan Taylor. <laughs> they got Marlon Mack. They have Naeem Hines. I'm pretty sure Jordan Wilkins is still on the team. They drafted Michael Pittman. We're going to talk about that with the targets. Yeah. You can get to that yet. Yeah. So, I mean, it really all depends how the Colts want to win. I mean, if they throw, if they just stick to the run game, and let's say the run game's really good, like the 49ers, T.Y. Hilton might not get his targets. So, it all depends on whether, you know, Frank Reich is going to use uh, T.Y. as well as he used to. So, yeah, I strongly agree with that. I feel like I feel like I feel like he'd be back to what he used to be. Uh, his first seven years in the league, he's always been a he, like he's been a top twenty receiver every single like year until last year, where he finished fifty seventh because he missed six games and had a few inconsistent games, but only a few boom weeks that actually like made his stats somewhat decent they're projecting him 71 catches a thousand yards and six touchdowns so uh like uh, wait what was this that's what is projecting? oh uh, 71 receptions a thousand yards and six touchdowns which still is de- one more still, touchdown still a decent year. than last year they're projecting him to double his points from last year so that's why you believe he's going to be a breakout candidate because we could double that yeah and they also upgraded a quarterback and i, I i've always liked T.Y. helen um, so, uh, let's, let's hear your, uh, your sleeper sleeper, like not your deep, top three, deep, your deep sleeper. Deep, yeah. Deep sleeper. <clears throat> we weren't, we didn't know if we were going to do this, but you know, I decided that like, we should, we should add somebody that, you know, is a one in a million chance of just breaking out and, yeah. you know, something that you should, should just look at. You never know if he's in, you know, if he's never, you never know if he's in free agency and you just see him and then boom, you got a new Starting back, running back one, mm-hmm. running back two, wide receiver one. You never know. My guy, oh, man, I've been rooting for this guy since he came out. And, man, he's just been so hurt lately. And I, I, it's really hard. But I'm hoping today it's, fine, it's finally his final year to break out. And what are you talking about? Darius Geis. Oh, shit. You pick Geis? Yeah. Tell, I'm, me, about uh, Tell me about it. I want to hear this. Darius Geis. Uh... It's really hard to come up with a, pro- a projection, a prediction for him because he can't stay on the field. I mean, last year, so disappointing. I mean, bottom of the tier in running backs, position rank 67, but he got hurt. I mean, in his first season, tore his ACL, but I remember in preseason, he was showing like really good spurts of, uh, you know, uh, you know, bursts of speed, and, you know, he's still using the receiving game. I mean, they have Dwayne Haskins now. I mean, Dwayne Haskins might have to rely on him. Um, I don't know if he's going to break out. Like like I said, this is a deep, deep, deep sleeper, but everybody liked him. I mean, I think he was a second-round pick out of uh, LSU. He's a big back. Um, he's, he's, you know, he's shifty. I just, I don't know exactly what he's going to perform, you know, in the NFL. Obviously, it seems like he can't, you know, he can't do well without getting injured. And that's risky in fantasy. Mm-hmm. But if he says, if he, like like he says, he says he's fully healthy, the, the MCL tear yep. is now, the MCL sprain tear, whatever it was called, 
um, is fully healthy and it's recovered, you know, maybe he takes AP for that running back one position. Like he was supposed to. I'm honestly believe that I believe Chris told me before that they should have just stuck with Geis and Chris Thompson and, you know, just run with that. But, you know, they got AP now. They just got Peyton Barber, they got Bryce Love, you know, Peyton Barber. That's a huge running back committee, like at least six backs. I'm hoping like at least three of them get cut before the season starts. And maybe in preseason, maybe we could see Darius Geis go crazy mm-hmm. and show that he, you know, he has that potential still. And when the NFL season comes along... Maybe he will be the running back one, and maybe his rankings, you know, will you know go up. And I'm excited to see that. I just have no clue if that's going to happen. Now I'm a huge Geis believer. I've always loved Darius Geis since LSU, when he got drafted to the Washington Redskins. I was skeptical. The Redskins have never had a really good running back. And I knew it wasn't really a good system for him because I never liked Jay Gruden at the time. They just got a new coach in uh, uh, Ron Rivera. But um, yeah, that was that's what I was gonna say. I forgot to say one of the positives in Darius Geis being you know considered a running back one is Ron Rivera. Maybe Ron Rivera is gonna like Darius Geis before a veteran Adrian Peterson and a not very good running back in Peyton Barber. Yeah, I mean. Um, I they they picked up uh, Adrian Peterson's option this off season, so he's gonna get a lot of touches, and uh, I think uh, I, I don't think they should have picked up Peyton Barber or J D McKissick. I think that's they just like, wanted. They I just, think that's just dumb. I mean, they also drafted Antonio Gibson, who's now is looked as a running back. He's See, I'm, I'm cool with Gibson teams. though. I'm I'm cool with Gibson. I I haven't seen much of him, but I'm cool with them get bringing in a rookie running back because if you think about it, Adrian Peterson, Adrian Peterson. Is uh, what is it? Thirty six, thirty five. He's got to yeah, be like something like he's, that, he's right? Up there in age. Like, like this might be his last year. We don't know. But what I'm um, saying, man, I'm hoping that Darius Geis just outperforms him because he's young and hopefully healthy. He could do pretty well if he's healthy. Yeah. So I was saying, uh, in that backfield, I feel like they should have just went with uh, three, and then maybe one of the guys on the practice squad to just do something, but. I feel like it should be uh, Geis and AP doing all the work, and then maybe get Gibson going. But I, I, I see, I see why they drafted Gibson because of Geis's injury history and like early in his career, and Adrian Peterson's very old. Mm-hmm. But I feel like hopefully Ron Rivera will put Geis into like where he can make plays. You know, mm-hmm. he 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 just had Christian McCaffrey as a running back, and like helping the offensive quarter make make a lot of play calls to get him the ball. Like, uh, I hope uh, the Redskins could just rock with their young core where they got Haskins, Dominate, man. Haskins Scary Terry, and Geis. That, that's what it should be, you it know? It should be. And then they, they should bring Adrian Peterson sometimes when Geis is struggling. I mean, Antonio Gibson could but just, you know, Antonio, Antonio Gandy. It could be him. Gandy Golden, that kid, too. Oh, I like I that mean, kid. You know, they still got, they got some just weapons flips. they can use, but Geis should be one of them, man. He I think he... If given the big workload, he can be a running back to potential in fantasy. Um, One thing I want to say is uh, he could be a standout running back given a big role, but his value is someone capped if multiple backs are getting the work. And, you know, I believe that too. But, however, Geis should be drafted as a borderline running back four. In my opinion, running back four or five if you're looking for a late running back. Risky running back four if you have. 
three running. But if you have three, three if you have really, if you have three really good running backs, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm okay. I with take the risk. You take the yeah, risk. Yeah, I mean, I, you know? I, I'm looking at taking him on my bench if he's there. So. Hey, you're strong about him. You talked about him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I still want to like put in a little bit more about guys. It's just that like we saw little glimpses about Darius guys in the five games he played last year, but specifically against Carolina Week 13. You know what game I'm talking about? No, not at all, actually. I really didn't. I, when I first looked at him, I saw, you know, not a lot of carries, and I didn't see a lot of yards, and I thought he was hurt most of the season. But then I realized when he showed me that he came back, and I think he had a really pretty pretty good game. So you want to explain what happened? Yeah, he had, like, one good game last year, and uh, he had 10 rushes for 129 yards and two touchdowns for a grand total of 26 points. And that is the potential in guys. He's got to stay on the field. He's missed so many games in his first two years. He got to stay on the field, and he has to be given that workload. If he doesn't get it, then I don't know. I'm, that's why he's my deep sleeper. I mean, he's not a bad deep sleeper. I really liked your list, bro. Thank you. I liked, I liked your list, too. But I'm really But you excited. haven't heard this last one. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm pretty excited for your, uh, your deep sleeper. Well, he's not a deep sleeper. He's just a sleeper. I mean, oh, I was God. going, like... It was him before I put T.Y., but then I saw T.Y., and I was like, ah, I really want to talk about him. Mm-hmm. And then it turns out that I was like, I really want to talk about them both. So uh, I just put Feel that. another receiver in the T.Y. Hilton draft vicinity, and his name is Debo Samuel because I, I, I wanted I wanted to talk about Debo Samuel. I love me some Debo, man. He, he, he has put on a show every time I've watched him, and he's so physical and... You know what? Just keep talking about it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Heck yeah, bro. So what I like about Debo Samuel is that they use him as an absolute weapon. They use him in the receiving game, obviously, but they also use him as a rusher. He's a really, really good rusher, bro. Yeah, man. I mean, I've seen him, you know, on the uh, the end arounds, and sometimes they'll use him in wide receiver screens, you know, sometimes wildcat. You, you never know what they're what, in the Kyle Shannon offense, and they have those running backs. And they like their rushing plays, and, you know, they put in Debo sometimes. I've seen Dante Pettis sometimes, but Debo is a good receiver, and he's a good – he put he plays good like a running back, so. Yeah, bro, I love Debo Samuel. He had three rushing touchdowns last year along with three receiving touchdowns, but we're talking about his rushing right now. Yeah, that could, that he, could uh, In the game against Seattle, the last game of the season, mm-hmm. uh, he had a, a rushing touchdown and a receiving touchdown. And Dual threat, man. points. Now, what I really, what really stood out to me when I was looking at Debo's game log from last year is he was very reliable from weeks ten to seventeen. Like he, uh, the first, the first nine weeks, uh, disregarding the bye week and the one game he missed week week seven, which was probably due to injury. Uh, he only had one good game, and it was week two versus Cincinnati for 19 points, five mm-hmm. catches, 86 yards, a touchdown. Yeah, that's when he first, like, you know, we started yeah, to get yeah. a real like, good Okay, glimpse, okay, Debo. Like, okay, Debo. Yeah, yeah I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. And um, so, uh, yeah, uh, week 10 started his little streak of uh, points. He went uh, 19 points, 21 points, 13 points, 14 points, 15 points. Week 15, three points is one bad game throughout that stretch. And then 15 points, six, uh, 24 points week 17. So that's like about like a 17-point average throughout eight fantasy games. That's pretty good. I mean, if you're depending on a receiver towards the late season, I mean, 
That's pretty good. Yeah, and he wasn't regarded he, as like one of the best receivers in fantasy. Yeah, yeah, so. he was very he's very overlooked. And I mean, like, I, I that 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 just stood out to me right there. Uh, his high his high games are uh, eight catches versus Seattle for 112 yards. Uh, that that was 19 points, mm-hmm. and then um, the back to back week. Another eight catches, 134 yards versus Arizona, 21 points. So not only is he reliable in the rush game, but he also can catch that ball. Yeah, and he, he gets some targets from Jimmy G. And uh, I know they got uh, George Kittle, and it's sort of like a run-first offense yeah. with Mostert. Uh, you talked about him earlier. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, uh, I, I really like Debo Samuel. He's fun to watch. I, I love watching him on my TV screen whenever the 49ers are on. And if you want someone that you're going to have fun watching and while well, he also puts up points for you, look at Debo Samuel, man. Uh, you can get him as like a flex, probably. Some people are going to get him as a wide receiver too if they took a tight end early or went three straight running backs like early. Mm-hmm. You might get him as a two, which isn't bad. Uh, but I, I view him more as a flex, a really fringe wide receiver too. But I view him as I view him more as a flex, a solid flex. For me personally, um, I'm very big. You know, when it comes to like starters and fantasy, I want the big guys. I want the guys that I know are gonna make plays. And so Debo for me is borderline flex wide receiver four for me. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I would agree with that. I was just trying to be nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Uh, all right, so he he had fifty seven receptions, eight hundred two yards, and three touchdowns with one hundred seventy nine fantasy points, and they have him getting uh, like six more catches, sixty three, and then uh, like twenty more yards and two more touchdowns. And that the, the, they're saying he's gonna have a similar similar season to last year, and yeah, he finished wide receiver thirty two. I think that's a little disrespectful, to be honest for. For it, like where they're gonna put him in drafts, that's, like you that's, know, that's the thing though. Yeah, his, a, his ADP is like what five six, right? Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So, but the thing is, we don't know about that Kyle Shanahan's offense. You know, like it's all about those running backs right now, and then the George Kittle. So, Debo is gonna have to get his targets if he's gonna want to make a, a name for himself this yeah, year. Definitely. So, and uh, I, what I see with Debo Samuel, I see. Uh, 65 catches. He had 57 last year. I feel like that's respectable. Mm-hmm. Uh, 850 yards, 50 more yards, and uh, three more touchdowns receiving because he's the one now. They got rid of Emmanuel Sanders. Exactly. And Emmanuel Sanders was put to work on that offense. Yeah. Now that's Debo's spot. Yeah. And uh, they really like Debo Samuel, and so do I. So do you. Yeah. Um, I, I I hope you guys target him uh, later. He 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 could be a boomer bust player for you to be honest, but I I see more of the boom. I'm excited to see what he can do. I mean, um, one thing I forgot to mention is that you know, I watched him in college and I was really you know I was really I was, it was just that something entertaining to watch. Every time he's on the field, he puts on a show, and he's also not he's pretty physical for you know the position that he's in right now as, you know, a second-year player. And um, apparently you told me before that uh, he had also had to work his way up the depth chart. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had an interview, and he said the hardest part about the transition to the big league is that he had to work his way up the depth chart, and he had to get those looks. Yeah, man. But that's that's what happens with practice, consistency, that, and that is making the, plays. That's the story of a rookie wide receiver and something yeah. to look at for fantasy, you know. There's going to be guys this year that we have no clue what their names are, and they might pop out. You never know. Now, 
what I was thinking about earlier when they were projecting him to have a similar season to last year, mm-hmm. like, he wasn't even getting looked at the first few weeks. No, nah, definitely not. I mean, Sanders was there. Dante, they, you like, they like Dante Pettis. I mean, they drafted him, too. Um, but now it's different. It's really yeah. different. Now, he, had a, he had a strong second half finish to the year. He proved his spot. And, like, if he's... If he, like, starts the season like that and then has a nice streak going, he could be really high on boards. He, he could be... I wouldn't mind taking Debo. Definitely yeah, that's not. what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I, I love Debo Samuel. That's what we're here for. Anything else you want to add? Uh, not much. He's he's a he's a weapon. He's fun to watch. Uh, like we said, he's in the 5-6 area. Well-respected I mean, wide receiver. Yeah. Definitely. We like Debo Samuel. Second-year player. Could boom this year. Could bust. Uh, he can make or break your season. That's where you get those players in those rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, he could really help a lot of people if he has an amazing season. Yeah. So um, I guess that kind of wraps it up yeah, for, uh, for Sleeper Saturday today. I hope you guys like the first edition of Sleeper Saturday. Uh, we're, we're coming right back at it uh, next Saturday. But uh, watch out for Mock Draft Monday this Monday. and uh, We're very excited for Mock Draft Monday. Yeah, we we love putting out this content for you guys. Like we're new to this, but it's 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 a really fun hobby and we're going to be doing this for a long time and we want you guys to be one of the few first followers of the Fantasy Charger and that about does it. Um one thing just before we uh end the show, I just want to add one more thing. Um you know, Sleeper Saturday is something that, you know, we're looking really looking forward to and we're going to be doing this, you know, every Saturday until the NFL season starts and you know, I really like how we're gonna throw those three those three uh, sleepers out there. Um, those players are gonna surprise us. They're gonna surprise you, and um, we can't wait to watch them. Yeah, man. So, all right, man. Take us out. All right. Uh, this is Chris. I'm Justin, and this is the Fantasy Charger, baby.